Hi everyone, this is Rob Evans, 365, day number 58, coming to you from uh, Melbourne Airport, uh, hopping onto the plane shortly, and this call is going to be in two parts, uh, one now and one when I get to Brisbane, uh, a little bit later when I get settled. First things first, did you do your homework? Stop now. Go and do it. I'll wait. I'm still waiting. Okay, I'm assuming you've done it. I had a look at a government genetically... No, I'm sorry, a government website about genetically modified foods. And I found that stunningly interesting... What they said was that, I'm really summarising here because there's a lot of content, uh, that the, if food has been genetically modified, and they use an example of soybeans, if they have been genetically modified, then it must specify on the label uh, that the food has been genetically modified. Sometimes that can say, like on the label, if it's soybeans, say genetically modified soybeans. Now what I can tell you is that no marketer is going to put that on the front label uh, of a product and they're going to hide it somewhere on the label. So uh, if you look at the ingredients list, you can see soybeans in brackets say something like genetically modified. Uh, So not that easy to find, I guess. Um, I was looking at some other components and they said uh, there there is no list of all the the foods that are currently genetically modified. If you dine out and they use genetically modified ingredients too bad, they do not have to tell you. Um, It's up to you to have that discussion with the business. I mean, it's not practical. The other thing was that if an animal that we consume is eating genetically modified food, we don't have to know about that because of, per their labelling laws, uh, because they say, strictly speaking, the animal has not been genetically modified, it's just the food that it's eating has been. So those few snippets of information tell me that there is a massive gap in this area and uh, how much more change is going to take place in our foods uh, before, in fact, they, they tighten up on the control of these things. I think the other one is uh, sugar. Um, yeah, yes, they have to disclose uh, how much sugar is in the product, and you're yeah, assuming that's accurate. Uh, but there are some products out there, like your lollies, for instance, which are like 89, 90, 90% plus uh, sugar. Now, sugar has been linked with so many different diseases, never mind your diabetes and that kind of stuff, but the um, diabetes, um, sorry, um, dementia. Um, the reason I know about this one is because of Dad and reading some information about this, and that uh, sugar uh, increases your, like, dramatic increases in your, a lot of sugar consumption, um, does dramatically increase your risk of having uh, dementia issues. Uh, 
So, you know, how many more illnesses need to be associated with sugar? Never mind your overweight, obesity, cancers, heart disease, all that kind of stuff, need to be linked to it before they start to say, well, your products cannot have any more than, you know, X percent of sugar, apart from the sugar product itself, which is obviously 99.9% sugar, I suppose, or even 100% sugar. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of space to grow, obviously, in the area of genetically modified food. Um, they've made a start, it seems, but I'm sure there are lots of loopholes to get around it. Um, it makes it trickier. I guess all we can do is eat as, as fresh as we can. Uh, yeah, I mentioned about those heirloom seeds. If you, you know, absolutely adamant that you don't want to touch any of these other other foods, then uh, you know you need to go down that route. Otherwise, perhaps organic is the is the way. But who knows? Even with the organic seeds that they're using to grow things, uh, whether they haven't been organically grown. They're talking about organic. They're not talking about necessarily non-genetically modified because who knows where the seeds and everything are coming from uh, so uh, it's it can be it can be confusing um, stick to the principles that I said yesterday about keeping it simple and eating as much you know plant-based food as you can as close to nature as you can if you're adamant to be organic then uh, you know, keep that in mind uh, about what I said about uh, you know, price, value, nutritional benefit. Um, if you're adamant about it, just follow that. And genetically modified, just heighten your awareness of it. Have a look on uh, labels and see, okay, uh, let's just say tin tomatoes. If you're using tin tomatoes from time to time, have a look on the label and see is there anything in that can that is genetically modified. Uh, and, and just get in the habit of doing doing that with some products so that uh, just like any other thing that you might be looking at on a label, like whether it be sugar, proteins, fats, carbs, whatever, uh, you just get into the same habit of doing that. And then it will become... You know, just part of what you look for, and you're you're just taking full control. You're you're taking ownership of it. You now, what you don't have ownership of are, are things like your. Uh, if you're not vegetarian, you're genetically modified foods that have been consumed by the animals that you're you're eating. Um, again, you can go organic meats, but again, if they're eating genetically modified foods, hopefully uh, they are not. Uh, but I don't know, who knows I guess there is a lot more work to be done in this particular area that is all I'm going to talk about for now on genetically modified food I want to tell you a little bit about what I'm, um, what I'm going to do up in Brisbane uh, for the next four days but not now, we're going to do that a little bit later in the day when I get off the plane and get settled what I'm planning to do on the plane, I'm been making the use of every minute that I have spare this away from the business, away from the distraction, so that I can completely focus. And uh, what I'm working on, uh, what I've been working on this morning, is what I want to achieve out of while I'm up in Brisbane uh, and uh, writing down some goals. Now that might sound a bit weird for you, but um, it's a big investment that I'm making in this training. It's an investment in my time as well as some financial outlay. 
and uh, just like anything, when people come to work with me, and so we've got to establish what your goals are up front and then put in place some measures so that we can make sure that we're uh, working towards those and getting closer and closer. Same thing for this. Uh, it's a four-day event. I do not take four days out of my uh, working uh, life lightly. Um, it has to it has to be of value. Um, so I've uh, written down the outcomes that I specifically want to get out of, of the four days. And if I can achieve those, I will come away a very happy man, I can tell you. And I've also worked on uh, something that we call the triad. Um, I'm not going to walk over that now, but the, the aim of the triad is to put you in a peak state. Now, there's no sense in going to this event if I'm not in a peak state. And putting myself in a peak state, uh, even when I'm in the hot seat and... Um, uh, you know, being grilled by three coaches. Uh, so I've given you a little bit of a snippet into what's coming up over the next four days. Uh, and yeah, so I'm all set for the conference and what I'm going to be working on as soon as I uh, put this on pause for later and while I'm on a plane is writing my book. So a chapter and a half I've got to write. I'm not going to write a full chapter and a, a half now. I, what I will do is finish the half chapter I think, at least in uh, the content that I want to put in there, and it may make a start on the um, the final chapter. But I've got to do the uh, the accountability chapter. I'm actually working on. It's not called that in the book, but um, that's essentially what it is. All right, that's me out for now, and I will hopefully have a smooth flight and talk to you from sunny Brisbane very soon. All right, bye for now. Okay, so I am back. And I am talking to you live from Brisbane, and it's great to be here. It was so nice to get off the plane and uh, go and catch the, the train and feel the warmth on my face. I had to take off my jacket, and I've spent most of the afternoon walking around the, uh, well, the streets and being in the motel room doing work, uh, just in shorts and a t-shirt. I went out... Uh, earlier, which I'll tell you about in a second, and to enjoy uh, some of the evening uh, sights and to do some shopping, and uh, yeah, I was just out in shorts and a t-shirt. It was beautiful. Now I've had a, an interesting sort of time. Let's talk about health and fitness first. And um, I gave you a big rundown when I was in, in Bali and how I prepared for that. This one, uh, the travel agent that I use, uh, I asked her uh, if she could find an apartment for me. She found one in the same street over the road from uh, the place where the, um, the four-day workshop is going to be. And this one was a lot cheaper. And it's great, great one. It's the Adina Apartments here in, uh, what is it, Ann Street in Brisbane. Um, beautiful old building that's obviously been converted. And it's, um, they've kept, you know, some of them, the homely features and um, yeah, it's very nice. I've got a separate bedroom, separate bathroom. I have a, uh, you know, a kitchen with a, a cooktop and a microwave and a big desk, which is really handy. And uh, I'm, on the, I'm on level one. So hopefully it's not too noisy tonight because I can see the cars out there going past. And uh, it's about 20 to 9. It's still quite busy out there. Uh, so anyway, 
Um, so what's important for me is to find an apartment. So uh, some of the challenges when you get here, you know, you look through the cupboards and there's, uh, there's one saucepan and it's not a big one. There's a toaster, uh, there's no chopping board, there's no mixing bowls or anything. Now, I would have thought the minimum that you would have in a place like this is probably a, uh, a colander. Uh, just about every place I've ever been to that's got an apartment has a colander because everybody has pasta when they go away. And they've got their dishes and the knives and forks and stuff, but there's no, no, no bowls or anything. Uh, so, aha, uh-huh, I came prepared. I brought, but you never know what to expect. So I bought one of those um, uh, Sistemo, is it? Uh, bigger containers that with a clip, clip-on lid. So what I did with that is I bought my protein bars, I bought my protein powder this time, I bought a shaker, and um, I, I put all the protein bars and everything in the, oh, and I bought some rolled oats as well. Uh, all of that was sealed in my suitcase in the sealed container, so it didn't get all mushed up and broken by the time I got here. Uh, so um, so that was good, and it, f- it makes it easy because that I thought, well, I'm going to be having a salad each day and I need something to put it in, um, so I'm not at home, so that's, that container's going to be like that. So then I went and did some shopping and um, the supermarket not too far away and this is where, you know, you go away, there's no chopping board, the, there's a tiny little cutting knife, you know, the cutting up vegetables and doing all that sort of stuff, I don't know what I'm going to cut them on, so um, nothing convenient. So I've gone with the pre, pre-packed salads. Um, so I picked up some salads, I picked up some fruit, a bag of apples, I picked up a couple of bananas, um, and I picked up some, some, um, some frozen berries and some yogurt, uh, for some snacks and some popcorn, and I bought a chicken as well, and um, because they didn't have any other containers, I just bought you know, a packet of those $2, uh, you know, like tape, takeaway containers so that I can put any leftover salads or, yeah, right, like I leave leftover salads, they're all eaten, uh, but more so for the chicken, uh, so that they could go in the fridge. So that's all done. Um, so got here, I have to um, uh, wear business attire, so suit and tie uh, for the four days, and then when I go back to Melbourne on, on Sunday night, late Sunday night, I have another... Uh, another event to attend on Monday, which needs to be a, uh, a suit and tie as well. Uh, so I had to curl up here with all, all the gear, and uh, of course, it's all wrinkly when you get out, so you know, I had to do all the, the ironing and everything's ready to go, and I am set up. So then um, we tried to do the research about finding a gym here, and Cherie was ringing around, and the motel wouldn't even return her call, I wouldn't even answer the call, never mind return it. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find anything either uh, that was, uh, you know, like twenty four seven. Certainly, the way it was advertised, uh, that wasn't the case. So, um, you know, they shut at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Um, but I think what that meant was that that was the only time they were staffed. Um, the place where I'm staying doesn't have a gym. Cherie rang to try and find out what they could advise. Sometimes these places that don't have gyms have affiliations with a local gym uh, for, uh, you know, they, they can come in for free. So anyway, so I get here, uh, get upstairs, have a look to say, yes, there's definitely no gym in the, in the book, but it says you have complimentary, uh, complimentary access to a gym, just speak to reception. So I went down to reception, spoke to them, 
And the guy said, yes, you go down to the Good Life gym, it's about three blocks away, and you can uh, you know, get free entry. So um, I, I put in the app, and, and I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm trying to find this Good Life gym. And it's like in the Mall, so uh, somewhere, so there's no traffic going up and down. And the app says, I've arrived, and I'm looking around, and there's nowhere where I can see a big sign that says Good Life. 15 minutes later, after walking up and down and up and down, um, I found a little sign that's it's in another shopping centre, which I'd already been past. And uh, Anyway, so I saw they've got this narrow little sign, and seriously, it would be oh, less than a metre wide and about 10 centimetres high. And uh, so... I go in there, it's not signed, there's only one sign in there, so I think, okay, maybe it's up these escalators. So I find it, I go in there, and it's really busy, it's quite, quite big, and uh, so it's a good life gym, and, uh, and it's, yeah, really busy. So I go in there, the guy at reception from the motel here said, just show them your card and you'll be right. So I go in there, I said to the lady, uh, um, they told me that I could come here to show my card and I can, I can get in. I said, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, let me just make a call. So she calls somebody and um, she um, comes back to me and says, uh, yes, that is right, um, you get a discount. Um, so you get a $5 discount. It'll, um, so rather than being $20, it's only gonna cost you 15. I had two thoughts. First one, 20 bucks for a casual visit? You have to be joking. And then I thought, 15 bucks for a casual visit? Uh, that's not unheard of. Um, Oh, so where where I live, you know, there's places that charge five dollars or um, or ten dollars. So I think, okay, yeah, fifteen dollars. But out of principle, because in the um, the the motel book, in the room, it says it's complimentary. So I refused to pay, and I said um, that doesn't sound right. The motels told me that it's complimentary, and they have stuff in their room saying that it's complimentary. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, you'll have to. You know, take it up there. I said, yeah, all right, I'll go back and have a chat. So I come back and the same guy's there and I said, look, uh, they said that uh, it's not complimentary, I get a discount. And I said, I, I just refused to, to pay. And he said, I'll talk to the general manager. And he said, I'll give you a call. So uh, about half an hour later, he calls me up and he says, um, it's absolutely true uh, that you get it completely free. So I'm like, okay. I said, so what do I do tomorrow? He said, well, just go back there and ask for, you know, ask for Tory. Oh, no, if you have a problem, just say, ask for Tory and, um, you know, she will solve the problem for you. And I said, oh, is she the, like the manager of Good Life or whatever? And he said, no, she's the manager of Adina. And I said, okay. And I said, so what do I tell them at um, Good Life? And he said, no, no, it's not Good Life, it's Adina. And so... I'm getting very confused by this point. And I said, but you told me to go to Good Life. And he said, no, no, we have a sister motel, a hotel, um, about three or four blocks away. And he said, they have the gym in there and you can go down there and show them the card and they'll let you in. I'm like, but what about the Good Life? He said, no, no, it's got nothing to do with Good Life. And he said, why'd you go to Good Life? And I said, you told me to go to Good Life. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I don't know why I would have said that. And I said, well, me either. I said, I didn't, I'm new here. I didn't know 
um, about going to good life. So anyway, so I've basically wasted about 45 minutes um, going down to find this gym, go into the gym, and then to have them say no, and me being quite confident about saying, but you should be giving it for, to me for free. Uh, my negotiation skills weren't that good to get me in for free. Uh, but anyway, so I, he gave me the details. I jump on the phone on Google Maps to have a look at it, and the motel he's talking about doesn't exist. So I'm looking at the map, and there is no Adina. There's an Ibis there. So I thought, okay, there is a chance that it's that motel and they've rebranded. However, I've stayed in an Ibis hotel before, and they're pretty crappy. No offence, Ibis. The one that I stayed in was pretty crappy. And I thought, oh, maybe. So I went downstairs and there's, there's another guy there. And I said, look, he told me that this was the place. He said, yeah, yeah, that's right, it's down here. And I said, well, here it is on my phone. I said, see, it says Ibis. And he said, oh. I said, is it nothing new? He said, well, it's only a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. I said, okay, well, that makes sense. It could be the Adina. And uh, anyway, so he looks on the map, he prints it out for me and highlights it and yes, it has been rebadged. So tomorrow, at some point when I get a chance, I am, I don't know whether I'll venture out first thing in the morning because it may not be open and I'll just be disappointed again, but I might, we'll see what time I get up. And I'll venture down there and see if I can get a workout in tomorrow. But what I did do is I bought my resistance bands up and a ball didn't do any exercise tonight so I've been walking around so much and I need to get some work done uh, I um, yeah I'll do that tomorrow so let me tell you a little bit about what tomorrow entails firstly what did I do on the way up before the call ended before when I put it on pause I said I was going to do some riding on the uh, on the, the plane you know, sometimes I wish the plane flight was a lot longer because uh, I wrote from before I got on the plane, I started to make some notes. On the plane, two hours flew by so fast, and we literally flew by so fast, uh, that I didn't complete the accountability chapter, but I think I've written about six, eight pages, something like that, of notes. Uh, well, actual text, not just notes, but the actual um, wording of the book. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, that's been really fantastic. And uh, I had to do some preparation for uh, tomorrow. So I had a coaching call last night. And the coaching call was really confronting and, you know, really challenging me. Um, and But this is what you have a coach for, you know, to push you to make you uncomfortable. I know that I'm not going to be successful if I'm always comfortable. So I've got to be uncomfortable. And believe me, the next few days are going to be uncomfortable. I think last night, you know, I was tired as well. But again, this is about building your emotional fitness, isn't it? To push through when you are really, 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 really tired and you think you've got no more to give and you just have to give because that's how you become successful. And the first time you do it, you may not be that successful. The second time, maybe you're a little bit successful, but you keep doing it over and over and over again, and you just become more resilient. You become stronger, you become emotionally fitter. And this is like going into the gym and doing that bicep curl or the push-up. I was writing about it in the book as well. I use push-ups, but um, you know, you go into that gym and you do one bicep curl and you never leave the, uh, sorry, you never go back to the gym again. No, that bicep is not going to grow that way. You have to keep putting it under constant, enormous amounts of pressure so that 
of resistance so that it learns to grow and get bigger and that's how it gets bigger and this is how you get bigger too by um, being put in challenging situations and not running away from it because it's painful or it's going to hurt or it's going to be potentially embarrassing or whatever it is you face it head on and you tackle it the best that you can and you will do better each and every time that you get faced with that situation Uh, and that's what it was a bit like last night and I could have just given up and she was asking me some really tough questions about um, you know branding and and uh, that kind of stuff and uh, I I couldn't answer straight away and then I I paused and thought and then provided a response because I could have just said look I don't know but the reality is we do know and if you stop and think you can dig a little deeper and find that solution so this four days up here is a JT Fox dream team experience that I'm experiencing. (laughs) And uh, it's four days of coaching by three or four coaches uh, about how to improve my brand. So one of the the big things that I want to do, if I'm going to take uh, the brand Rob Evans, the brand Studios Personal Training, the brand of my book, uh, to a global scale, a national scale, then I need to know how to grow my brand uh, in you know the best possible way. Now I know of uh, well, I am branded at the moment, and you know you you Google me and I come up as you know, if you Google personal trainer Packham, I think I come up as number one. Uh, if you Google Packham boot camps, I come up number one. Uh, so you know, there's branding out there. My car is branded. Um, people see me around. Um, you know, people call me and they say, "Oh, look, I've seen you around for, you know, down here, or you know, I see you around, and I, you know, I've been meaning to call." Uh, but that's okay on that sort of level. I've got face some Facebook recognition as well. I, I haven't checked lately, but I don't know. There's about sixteen hundred. 1,700 people uh, that like my Facebook page and I'm getting new people all the time. Um, on LinkedIn, uh, you know, I've got people checking my profile all the time. I think I've, I got a notification yesterday that said like 15 people have recently viewed your profile. Um, you know, but I need to take it to another level. And uh, I, don't, I know some things, but I also don't know what I don't know. Now, uh, JT Fox is, uh, you know, one of the most branded uh, people, and he's so successful. That's why he's almost a billionaire because he's so uh, well branded. You look at Tony Robbins. Uh, Tony Robbins is the brand. He's the person, but he's also the brand. Uh, now he is a multi-billionaire, and he's he's you know, worked with the most influential people of our time. Um, So he's very well branded and anything attached to Tony's brand, you know, makes you more credible and and so forth. Um, So what I need to do is learn how to do that uh, as well. So tomorrow, I think it will happen tomorrow, 
we each person gets a, a chance in the hot seat, so 15 to 20 minutes. So basically that that is you sitting uh, in the middle of the room and you have three coaches just hammering you uh, with questions. And uh, that's going to be daunting. Uh, I have to come up with a, a 29 second, uh, if you like, sales pitch about who you are and what you do. And if you like, I'm going to do that for you in a in a a, a little time, a little well, a few minutes. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I you could say I'm on edge uh, because it's the unknown. But this is how I I need to go. Now it would be very easy for me to not even come to this event. It's a big investment in time. It's a big investment in money. But I know that if I want to change and improve my branding dramatically to impact the number of people that I want to impact, then I need help to do that. And uh, you know, there, there's no shame in having a coach. I mean, the best people in the world have coaches. Uh, and uh, I need coaching in this particular area. So um, it's exciting, but also a little bit anxious because it's the unknown. But I know from this experience, I'm going to come away, hopefully with a lot more knowledge and skills to be able to do that. Um, I think that's tomorrow. There's uh, a lot of people in the room. Um, I don't know how many are speaking because you, you were able to bring your partners, but unfortunately, Sheree couldn't be here. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a big a big day. Let me tell you my 30 second pitch. It's actually a 29 second pitch, but I haven't timed it exactly. I've made some modifications, it's around 29 seconds. Here we go. My name is Rob Evans and I'm the Senior Managing Partner of Studios Personal Training. We specialize in transforming people's health and fitness forever. What makes us unique is that we have a 100% guarantee on our results. We develop individually tailored solutions with life-changing results, including fat loss, muscle gain, increasing energy levels, improving sleep patterns, eliminating medication, enhancing libido, and helping people have babies. Our philosophy is that our clients are part of our family and family comes first. We treat optimizing your health as precious as our own. That's it. Uh, So I think that's quite compelling. It took me more than 29 seconds to come up with it, I can tell you that. Um, so we'll see how that goes tomorrow. That's to introduce myself to the, uh, to the room. Not sure whether I've got it quite right though, um, because they did say in giving you some tips that they wanted us to talk about, mention, um, uh, you know, how much experience we've got and all that kind of stuff. So I wrote another one. So let me give you the other one. My name is Rob Evans and I'm the Senior Managing Partner of Studios Personal Training. With over 30 years of health and fitness experience, we specialise in transforming people's health and fitness forever. What makes us unique is that we have a 100% guarantee on our results. We develop individually tailored meal plans and solutions, coaching our clients to become fitter, stronger, leaner, healthier and much faster. I'm a chartered accountant and have 19 years experience in senior management roles in large corporations. And my biggest challenge is to dramatically improve my brand. So that one's a little bit different. 
Um, it just depends. I'll get, I have to basically memorize both of them and uh, determine based on tomorrow, you know, what we're supposed to be pitching, whether it's the, uh, what we would pitch to uh, you know, a room of people that were about to be coached by or somebody that was just wanting to use your services so that they can see how you're, how you're branding your, your pitch at the moment. So, yeah, that's that. I'm going to give you some homework because it's not the weekend yet, even though it kind of feels like the weekend for me, but even though I've been working hard. Uh, your homework is, I want you to find an area where you need coaching. Obviously, uh, if you've invested in this, then your health and fitness is one of those things. But what's another area that you need coaching? Or maybe... You just have this podcast, but you're not attending any of our classes. Um, you know, you don't have another program, um, and you want to get coaching from me, or from our team. Uh, I want you to identify what it is uh, that you need coaching on. If you're already getting coaching from us, and maybe you could pick another area of your life where you'd like to get coaching. What would be a good example of that? Well, on Monday, I am going to a Robert Kiyosaki um, all-day workshop, uh, which is called Wealth Masters. And that's about him giving us uh, some you know, personal investment advice, how you can uh, grow your personal wealth uh, further, faster. So... Uh, maybe it's that. I mean, I have a, a very strong personal interest in um, personal investment and that kind of stuff. Uh, wealth creation is uh, is a beautiful thing. Are you getting your money working for you just as hard as you work? I mean, it's it's really really quite special um, how you can uh, increase your wealth by making it work for you. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's something completely different but an area where you feel that you need some coaching. Maybe it's around your relationship. Maybe it's the relationship with yourself. Maybe it's the relationship with your partner. Maybe it's the relationship with your parents, siblings, work colleagues, uh, anything like that. You know, there's a, there are a number of different resources depending on you know, what it is that you're looking for. All right, that's your homework. Then once you've, identi- once you've identified it, then start Googling it. Uh, if you need coaching from us, reach out to us. Um, you can find uh, our phone numbers and contact details on the studiospt.com.au website. Uh, if it's something else, just jump on the old Google machine and start searching and see where you can find the best possible coaching in the area that you want. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a particular book. Um, if it's in the area of relationships, I'll give you a couple of tips. Um, search John Gray. Uh, he is famous for Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Uh, he's run a, written a whole series of books around work relationships, relationships in the bedroom, um, you know, people's intimate um, relationships that they have with people uh, in the bedroom uh, can you know, not be great. So uh, he's got a great book on that. He's got one with uh, your kids, about your kids, one about work colleagues, 
Um, yeah, so really good. And one about just understanding. The Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus, there was a good one about understanding how men communicate and how women communicate. Um, Stephen Covey, he's another one um, that has written some great books, but Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There's another one, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families. Uh, as well if you're looking to uh, you know get some coaching on how to have a better family life if it's around the personal investment side of things uh, from an Australian perspective I would say um, any writings by Paul Clitheroe uh, are very good um, some old books I don't know whether he's written a, a newer one but um, Noel Whittaker he's a, a guy that um, I read uh, a few of his texts when I was at uni and I found him to be really good as well. Uh, I, I don't know whether he's updated his, his text though, so you, you really want to find the most up-to-date information on this. Robert Kiyosaki has got a good one, um, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, yeah, Tony Robbins, he's got some good ones as well, Unshakeable, I'd probably start with there, and then I think he's got another one called Money Masters the Game, and uh, that's a really thick one. I'd start with Unshakeable. Uh, yeah, there's just a couple of tips in, in those areas. All right, it's me out. I've got to get some sleep soon. And so I've got a big day tomorrow. And I've got to go find a gym. All right, that's me done. Bye.